Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another week of Wishing You Wellness with Allison Toth here on Spotify, Apple, and all of your other favorite streaming platforms. I'm going to be totally transparent with you guys. This is going to be a very transparent episode. This episode may be a little bit dark. This episode may bring up some emotions for me, for people listening. Um, Yeah, so if this is your very first time listening to Wishing You Wellness, I recommend listening to a different episode to start with, probably, because the general theme of my podcast and the overarching like message that I like to send home is you can still live a very full, happy, amazing, abundant lifestyle while coping with mental illness and while recovering from addiction. But in today's episode, I'm going to kind of talk about the darker side of addiction because I think it's important that we talk about it because it exists and it's real and it's happening in real time to people all over the world, including me. And so, yeah, today is going to be a pretty, a pretty um, solemn episode, I want to say. I, I'm not going to get too depressed on you guys. Like, I'm not going to make this like a super sad, depressing episode. I want this to be inspiring too. But I want to dedicate this episode to every single person out there who loves somebody or in the past has loved somebody who lives with addiction whether they're actively an addict, whether they're in recovery, whatever it is, this episode is dedicated to you because living with addiction and going through addiction recovery has been one of the hardest parts of my life. And it has been probably harder for the people around me who have loved me through it and the people who I've lost because of it and the people who have stayed but had to work so hard to like, just, you know, love me through it all. And yeah, so this is going to be a very open and vulnerable episode. And so I just want to start out by, this is a really bold statement, but I fell backwards recently. And the true reason why I'm recording right now at this very second, like today at, sorry, I needed some water, uh, 11.54 a.m. it says, The reason I'm recording right now is because I am having urges, like I'm having the itch to use and I'm craving like crazy and I'm wanting to fall backwards into my addiction and one of my coping strategies is actually podcasting. It's getting my voice out there, it's, you know, trying to help other people who are in similar situations and knowing that I am making a difference in some way, even if it's just helping one person, helps me to cope with the overwhelming feelings of like self-loathing that come with addiction because it's inevitable that when you're going through addiction, you're going to struggle with liking yourself because addiction, you guys, it turns you into someone you don't recognize, like truly. At the height of my addiction and even now during my fallback, it is a person that I don't recognize and it is not 
the person that I am at the core and the person that exists in my soul. But the power that addiction holds is very, very strong. And so the very first thing I want to talk about today is what happens when you love somebody who's an addict and where to draw the line. And I think that boundaries are the most important thing in the entire world. And again, another transparent moment. I very recently lost one of my favorite friends that I've ever had. And it was truly like one of those wake up calls where someone like takes your head and plunges it under ice cold water. Like that was the kind of wake up call that it felt with because I had had just like this one slip that had spiraled into like a three week relapse. And that's all it took for me to start going back to old habits and not thinking rationally or clearly and just not being who I truly am and being this person that I'm embarrassed to show up as. And so I lost somebody really important to me. They set the boundary that they couldn't be around me right now because of my relapse and you know the way that it affected them. And you guys, they were so valid. And I am so glad that they did that because they deserved to set that boundary. And they did not deserve to deal with any consequences of my relapse and my backward steps. Because even though I had taken so many steps forward, all it takes is that one really big step backwards and you can hurt people around you. And so I'm saying all of this because if you love an addict, if you're married to an addict, if you're friends with an addict, if your parent is an addict, you are allowed to set those boundaries, okay? You are allowed to say, I love you, I care about you, but you cannot be close to me. And you are not allowed in my energy, in my inner circle, or even in my life, if that's what it takes. Because you guys, you, I'm talking to you people who love addicts, you matter too. Like your feelings matter too. And your healing journey matters so much. And so it's not fair for you, no matter how much you love whoever it is in your life that's an addict, it, no matter how much you love them, it's not fair to sacrifice your healing, your peace of mind, and your happiness, and your safety to be around somebody who is on a bad path. And that can even count for a slip up. You know what I mean? Like I have had six months that I am incredibly proud of, probably closer to eight or nine, if we're like not counting little tiny steps backwards. But like, I've been really proud of the progress I've made and who I've become and the lessons I've learned. But my little relapse and my one month of bad choices cost me so much and taught me so much that I'm sitting here now like, wow, whoa, whoa. I think that sometimes as we go through addiction recovery, we get this idea in our head that we can be cured, right? That one day we can wake up and we're not an addict anymore and we're cured. And we don't have to deal with cravings anymore. And we can live normally. And we can go to bars. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tearing up. <laughs> Whew. Sorry, you're getting a little bit emotional. This kind of stuff gets, gets the tears flowing a little bit. Because, you know, it is something that is very on my heart. Um, but yeah, we tell ourselves as addicts, like, yeah, we can be normal. We can go to the bar. We can... And you know, it's funny that I say the bar because I've never struggled with alcohol, right? Like I don't even like alcohol. Ask my friends, I'm 
99% of the time at the bar drinking water or buying some fruity cocktail and leaving it 80% full. Like, I'm, I'm not a big drinker. But when I go to a bar, it reminds me of the days when I'd be getting ready for the bar with my friends and I would pop that pill to take off the edge, to make the anxiety slow down, to make the thoughts in my head just relax, to stop feeling so self-conscious. And it brings me back to a place. And so realizing and recognizing that as an addict, like even the places that you go matter so, so much. And you just have to have such accountability and keep yourself in check. And I don't know, I think it's just, it's such an important lesson to learn how quickly things can spin out of your control. And you may think that you're in control and you may think that everything is fine and you've got it. But the thing about addiction, it's kind of like I was saying earlier, it isn't something that we just cure, right? Okay, addiction's like herpes, hey, because in this world, we do not herpes shame because herpes is very normal. Shout out to my herpes gang out there, whoever you are. I love you. I see you. I validate you. Um, but it's like herpes, okay? You are always going to live with addiction. If you have, quote unquote, an addictive personality, if you go through full-on addiction, like to the point where it's ruining your life, ruining your relationships, hurting people around you, then you are always going to have a demon inside of you that you have to put up a fight against. And I'm not saying that to scare you. I know it sounds like, oh my God, Allison, you're getting so dark. Please stop this. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you for a lifetime of fighting for what you deserve. Fighting for the good fucking life that you deserve, no matter how hard it is, no matter how many times you have to start from scratch or step backwards or learn from a mistake or lose someone important to you. I want you to know to never fucking give up. And I also want to speak again to the people who love an addict or have loved an addict in the past. Your self-care is so important. And you are not selfish for choosing yourself. If you have to walk away from somebody for a short period, for a long period, or forever to protect yourself, to protect your energy, to care for yourself, walk away. Okay? Walk away. I'm so serious. And I know this is super hard to hear, especially if you're someone who's struggling with addiction because you're like, please, no, like, it's not fair for people to walk away. I'm struggling. I'm sick. But the thing is, even though we're sick, we are still accountable. And if we don't show up and keep fighting to deserve good people in our life, then we won't have them. That's such a huge part of it, you guys. And you guys, like if you love an addict right now, I want you to know like how important self-care is. Um, if you're somebody who's, for example, married to an addict, um, I want you to know that it is safe for you to take a day for yourself. And if you feel like you're doing a lot of caretaking and you need to step back and you need to set boundaries, do that. Do that because it is not your job. I don't, it is. It is. <laughs> I'm tripping over my words. It is not your job to rescue somebody or deal with the ramifications of somebody else's substance abuse problem. And as much as you love them and as much as you want to be their hero... It's not your job and it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve them. And so set those boundaries and take care of yourself, okay? I work at a suicide prevention hotline, which obviously is ironic because I struggle with all kinds of mental health issues. I'm on a recovery journey, but I think that's what makes me so powerful at my job 
is I get it. And I know what rock bottom feels like. I'm very familiar with it and it doesn't scare me. And so when people are in that space, I'm able to kind of be a light and a guide for them because I'm not afraid. And so like when you call me at the hotline and you are so afraid, like I want you to know I'm not afraid and I can hold space for you and I can hold you in those moments. It's a little, little off topic. Sorry about that. By the way, the title of this episode is about what addiction really costs us. And that's kind of something I want to dive into too, because I think that we underplay the true cost of addiction. Like addiction doesn't just cost you money. It does not just cost you money. It costs you your self-esteem. It costs you your self-worth. It costs you your self-control. It costs you relationships. It costs you friendships. It costs you opportunities. It costs you so much. And that's why even though addiction is one of the strongest, most powerful illnesses I truly believe in the world, it is so worthwhile to keep fighting. And like when I say fighting, you guys, like like I want you to literally imagine a fucking tiger, like a goddamn lion inside of you that is fucking fighting for its life. Like I want you to fight like hell. Oh, I'm getting emotional again, but I'm going to let that happen because it's supposed to happen. This episode is meant to be coming out the way that it's coming out and I'm not going to stop any natural emotions I feel. So if I cry, I cry. Fuck it. <laughs> but I want you guys to literally imagine a fucking tiger, a lion inside of you ready to fight because addiction is one hell of a motherfucker and it's going to try to take you down. And it's going to trick you and it's going to whisper lies into your ears and it's going to tell you that you've made it to the other side and you're safe and you'll never fall backwards again and that you finally made it and that nothing can touch you. It's going to tell you that one little thing won't make a difference. It's going to tell you that things are okay that aren't okay. It's going to lie to you. It's going to cause you to lie to others. It's going to break things. It is going to break you. I don't want this episode to depress you, honestly. I know I know you're probably like, uh, but I truly don't want this episode to depress you. I want it to inspire and fire you up, but I also want to be real and open and honest about the side of addiction because I feel like people look at my life every single day. I get these messages and people tell me during coaching calls like, Allison, you've come so far. You're there. Like you've made it. You're your highest self, whatever the hell that means. You know, I use that word all the time, highest self. But what the hell does that mean? I don't know. Like, what is my best self? What is the best version of myself? I'm still trying to find her. But anyway, I feel like people come to me and they're like, you really have it figured out. And it's very easy to get on social media and post the highlights, right? Like I have been doing so many things right and I want to praise myself for that. I've been in therapy steadily for like almost a full year now, which is huge for me. I've had this podcast going for a year where my number one intention is to help people who are struggling with mental health disorders or addiction. And I launched a retreat and I launched a wellness, mental health and wellness program and like I've done so many beautiful things and you know I think that that's when we hit our upper limit as addicts and for those of you who aren't familiar your upper limit problem is basically when you start doing really really well and you're like ah shit gotta self-sabotage I have never done this well before something is off something is wrong I should not be doing this well I've got to ruin it I got to fuck it up for myself how many of you guys resonate with that and be honest with yourself 
How many of you have done so well or surprised yourself so much that you decided to go out for 10 beers or that you decided to go on a shopping spree or that you decided to have sex with someone who didn't give a shit about you? How many of you have been there? And maybe not everybody, of course, not everybody, but I know that somebody listening has been there and gets what I'm saying. But this is your upper limit problem. When you're doing really, really well, you don't know how to handle those feelings of happiness because they're new to you. You're used to being, you know, feeling like shit. And so you self-sabotage. And as addicts, especially, we do that. And I think that that happened to me. My program was an incredible success, the launch. Like I sold out in like a week. It was crazy. I felt so crazy blessed. And these one-on-one calls with my girls have been going insanely well. Like there have been so many tears. Like I've been crying with these girls and healing with them. And I just feel so in alignment. Like I'm doing exactly what I was put on this earth to do. But I feel like hitting that upper limit, a part of me was like, Allison, you don't deserve this, right? You don't deserve this success. You don't deserve this financial abundance. You don't deserve these people looking up to you and looking to you for advice. You shouldn't be a guide because you're a mess. And I let that voice in my head, that bully in my head, say all of these things to me and convince me that they were the truth. And so I self-sabotaged because that voice in my head was like, you are unworthy. And I'm working on a workshop right now. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a free workshop, but it's called Standing Up to the Bully in Your Mind. And it's all about how we have this voice in our head that is no different than that middle school girl who used to call us names and make fun of us. And this voice just says whatever it has to say to bring us down and to keep us from living up to our full potential and keep us from having healthy relationships and keep us from having a good life that we're proud of and that we're proud to say is ours. And so if you're living with addiction and you hear that voice saying sabotage, 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 I want you to lean into the concept of stopping for just three seconds, like even putting that small gap of time, giving yourself just three seconds to snap back to reality, to realize what's at risk, to realize what addiction truly cost. Because coming back to the people who this episode is really for, my my friends living with addiction, I love you so much. I have so much space for you and I'm going to have so many episodes for you. But I want this episode to speak especially to those of you who are not living with addiction but love somebody who is living with addiction. Because your trauma from loving somebody with addiction is so real and it is so valid. And it's big T trauma. So we talk about big T trauma and little T trauma, right? Um, Big T trauma is things like natural disasters, um, you know, being abused, uh, loving an addict, in my opinion. Like, it's big, big things. Little T trauma is stuff like humiliation or bullying or um, having, like, a dental procedure and, like, you woke up in the middle for a second. Like, smaller things, Um, And so I truly believe that loving somebody who has addiction and is going through addiction recovery is big T trauma and it is valid trauma and your feelings are real, all of them. And if you love somebody who's addicted and you feel angry, guess what? Feel angry. If you feel fucking pissed off, if you feel irritated, if you feel so done with their shit, you are allowed to feel those things. And I'm here to tell you, As someone who is literally working through addiction herself and who has been on this journey for a couple years now, 
You are allowed to feel all of those feelings. Do not try to gaslight yourself into thinking that you're not allowed to feel sad or disappointed or upset or confused because all of those feelings are so, so valid with what you're dealing with and what you're living with. Do you know how complicated it is to love somebody deeply, but also know that the things that they are doing or the decision that they made isn't something that serves you? It is a hard decision to make. So I want you to show yourself grace and compassion and love. And I also just want to state like whether you choose to give an addict a second chance or not is 100% your choice. And it's so situational. If one of your parents has been struggling with addiction your whole life and it hasn't gotten any better and it continues to hurt you, you have rights to have those boundaries. If you have somebody who struggles with addiction and really wants to get better and is making those changes and is willing to be honest with you, maybe it's worth visiting when you feel ready and when you feel safe. But this is my letter to everybody who has ever loved an addict. I see you and I know that you don't feel seen often because you've spent so much of your time taking care of somebody, making sure they're okay, making sure they're alive, right? If anybody who's listening to this has ever had to apply Narcan or drive somebody to the hospital or see an overdose or watch somebody do something completely out of character because of the substance they were on, I am so sorry that you experienced that. And I want you to know that what happened to you was not your fault, okay? And that other people's ailments and other people's mental illness and other people's struggles are not things that you should have to carry and you are safe to set it down. You are so safe to set it down. And so I just want to say that I love each and every one of you, whether you are living with addiction, whether you are sober curious because you think you might be verging on addiction, whether you are completely sober, whether you love an addict, whether you used to love an addict and you walked away from them forever, no matter what, I love you and I care about you so much and I want you to do what is best for you. And my very best advice that I always give for that is I don't know what's best for you. I can't. I'm not programmed to understand what's best for you. As a coach, my job is to ask you the questions and to help you realize that you know what is best for you and your intuition and your gut and that feeling inside of you is so strong and you should follow it every single time okay yeah <laughs> I just love you guys I love that this is a space where I can share stuff like this like my voice is literally shaking this is the most vulnerable episode I've ever recorded I'm like very nervous to post this obviously it's so vulnerable but I want to be honest and that is the whole point of why I created Wishing You Wellness. I want to show you guys that someone and most of us have these beautiful, colorful lives on Instagram filled with travel and wins and friendships. But there's a behind the scenes and it's dark and there are hard days and there are times where we lose people and we deserve to. And there are times where we fall down hard and we have to fight like hell, like absolute hell to get back up. Mm, and I meant to share this earlier, but I'm sure a lot of you know this. If you get on Google, you know this, but 
the relapse rate for somebody living with addiction is 85%. 85% of people will relapse at least once after their recovery. And most of those people will relapse more than once. And this battle is a tough one. And I know that hearing that is scary, especially if you love somebody who is in recovery. Hearing that there's only a 15% chance that it's true, that they're really good this time. But I also want you to know that it's not so black and white. People on a healing journey are on a healing journey. And you can have steps backwards and still have massive progress made. Like, yes, recently I dropped the ball big time. I lost a friend and I deserve to. I lost myself a little bit and I deserve to. And I rejected prioritizing self-care and I rejected prioritizing my sobriety and I paid the price for it. But those two or three steps backwards do not undo the hundreds of steps forward that I have had in 2022. No matter what anybody says, no matter what my own mind tells me, I know the truth in my heart that a few steps backwards, yes, they earn me consequences that suck and I have to live with that, but they do not undo the progress that I have made and the person that I have become. And I am able to bounce back. And a part of why I recorded this episode is I want to remind you guys, like, you can probably hear the difference in my voice now versus the start of the episode. Like, I'm starting to gain the strength back in my voice and I'm starting to feel the power in my voice again. And it's because I'm realizing I'm not going down without a fight, y'all. And I don't know about you. This goes out to my addicts. This goes out to my people with mental health struggle. I'm not going down without swinging. You know what I mean? Like this is a hard, hard situation to be in, living with addiction, living with bipolar disorder, recovering from borderline personality disorder. And so many of us live with things like this. So many of us live with things that are, I don't want to say worse, but just as bad in different ways. But we can keep fighting. We don't have to lie down and give up. We can fight like hell and we can overcome and we can be that 15%. And you know what, you guys? We can change the tide. Fuck 85% relapse. What if we took sobriety and recovery and addiction like health and treatment more seriously? And what if we changed those statistics? What if we made like it more accessible and possible? Like, I don't know, I'm thinking out loud here, but all of the changes that could be made, I really do think we could tilt those stats and that more people could get help and that less people could relapse. And the education on benzodiapines and opiates at a younger age, like while we're in junior high, while we're in high school, could be such an incredible thing. Because had I known at a younger age what I know now, I never would have put that first pill in my mouth. And obviously I can't say that with certainty. Maybe I would have. I probably would have. But it wouldn't have been so easy. And it wouldn't have been so... I wouldn't have felt so clueless. Because I don't know about you guys, but I didn't get a ton of... Uh, drug substance abuse prevention training in high school. My D.A.R.E. program did a pretty good job and ironically I did win the scholarship. Um, in high school I didn't do a single drug. I didn't even drink really. I hated all that stuff back in high school. I was very innocent um, and I wrote a very passionate essay 
for the D.A.R.E. program. And I've been doing stand-up comedy lately, and a lot of my bits revolve around, like, the D.A.R.E. program and how I use the money to buy drugs, and, like, that's a total lie. I did not, I use that money for college, okay? Like, that's just me trying to be funny in my comedy. But what I'm trying to say is, as a high schooler, I was very passionate about sobriety and just about, like, watching, not sobriety, but, like, watching for substance abuse issues and addressing them and people staying clean and staying safe. And so the fact that I won that essay contest 10 years ago, like with an essay all about how you don't have to do these substances to be cool. You don't have to do these substances to numb out. You don't have to do these substances to escape life. That alone, you guys, literally gives me so much hope for myself. Because if 16, 15-year-old Allison felt that way, then guess what? 25-year-old Allison can get back to that belief. And she is every single day, every single step forward. Since my slide backwards, I have been moving fiercely forward, throwing everything I have into this beautiful coaching program that I've created, throwing everything I have into busting my ass in therapy and getting to the root of why I felt the need to self-sabotage throwing myself into, you know, giving to the relationships that I'm fortunate enough to still have. I feel like this is one of those episodes that it's really hard not to get rambly on because like there's so much to unpack here, right? And there are the two sides that I'm trying to speak to and send love to. Like every person who struggles with addiction listening to this, I love you, and this episode goes out to you. Every person who loves somebody who's struggling with addiction, I love you. This goes out to you. Like, And even if you have never had an experience with addiction in your entire life and you're just listening because you're like, that sounds like an interesting and vulnerable and Allison might cry. This is going to be interesting and fun. <laughs> like, Even if you're just here because you're like, I want to listen to it. I feel like this is important stuff and like this is information that I wish I would have known and things that I wish someone would have told me how dangerous addiction really is how quickly you get sucked down that hole not just for the first time but during relapse and backslides and so the difference in my mind between like a fallback backslide and a relapse is a fallback is just use once a relapse is maybe used for a couple weeks or longer and so I had been using for a couple weeks and it turned into like three or four and that's all it took for the bad parts of me to start resurfacing and the bad habits to start coming out and like I'm very proud of myself for having the self-awareness to be like oh shit yeah I'm going down the rabbit hole but also at the same time I have to thank my friend who had to leave me behind because she also brought it to my attention like dude you are turning a direction that I don't like for you. And, you know, I'm sending you so much love. I wish you all the best, but I won't be here for it because you have some healing to do. And I was like, damn straight. Because we do, guys. We all have some healing to do. And we are human beings. And I want to talk about both sides of the coin. We are all going to make mistakes. We're all going to fuck up. And we deserve to forgive ourselves. But also, we are accountable human beings. And when we hurt people... It's our job to sit with those feelings of guilt, of shame, of disappointment. Every part of me wants to just be rid of this guilt that I feel for hurting a friend and for losing someone that I valued so, so much and looked up to so, so much. But it is not her job to forgive me just to make me feel better. 
It is my job to carry the guilt, the shame, and the responsibility so that I can learn a lesson and move forward and never make this fucking mistake again in my life. And I want you to know if you're listening to this and you have recently struggled with a relapse or just a slide back, I understand and I see you. And it's really hard not to get caught in that downward spiral. Like you make one mistake, you lose somebody, then you start using again because you're sad, but you don't have to choose that, okay? Choose a different adventure, okay? I'm choosing a different adventure. Today I woke up, I went to the gym, taking my vitamins, doing yoga, recording this session, even through my tears, doing an emergency therapy session with my therapist, and I'm doing what I have to do to take care of myself and get myself ready to lead these 10 incredible women through my mental health and wellness program. Because here's something that I believe that may be, I'm not sure, but this may be like an uncommon belief. I believe that even if you are actively dealing with your own demons and working through your own shit, you can still lead, guide, and help others dealing with things. In fact, if anything, I think it makes you even more apt and more, um, I don't know, more like appropriate to be doing so because you understand what it's like and you are battling through your own demons. You're learning all kinds of things. Pain, trauma, addiction, mental illness, mistakes, they're our best teachers. They're painful. They are painful as shit, you guys. But they are incredible teachers. And I've said this before and I'll say it a million more times. We are human beings and the human experience isn't linear. It is up and down and up and down and up and down and not in the way that I live with bipolar where it's, you know, a struggle to stay stable, but in a way that we feel all types of emotions. We feel joy and excitement and happiness and thrill. We feel nerves and jitters and excitement. I think I already said excitement. We feel sadness and disappointment and regret and shame, humiliation. We feel self-loathing. We feel self-adoration. We feel so many things. And addiction, you guys, addiction is telling your brain to rob yourself of that. It's saying numb out. It's saying tune out. It's saying shut it all off and go on autopilot and refuse to feel your emotions. Rob yourself of the human experience. That's what addiction is telling you. And I want you to turn to addiction right now and tell it to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry if it offends anybody that I cuss, but it really is a part of who I am. Like, I only really cuss when I'm like being passionate and I see it more as like, not that I'm trying to be offensive, but I'm really trying to drill something home that I'm genuinely so passionate about. And this is something that I'm so passionate about. Tell that little thing to get lost and that you got this and that you are stepping into your power. Whether you are the person struggling with addiction or you're the person loving someone struggling with addiction, it is time for you to step into your power. You are safe to step into your power. Ugh. <sighs> Well, you guys, I have been kind of going at this one for quite a while. I feel like I haven't looked down at the time. I'm going to guess I'm around 45 minutes, but could be longer. I'm not sure. We'll see. Could be way shorter. Uh, time perception's hard when you're like in that passionate zone. But uh, I just want to let you guys know I have a free Discord community. Um, it is a like a Discord server for people who are in addiction recovery or people who are sober curious 
Um, it's free. All you have to do is message me and I'll add you to it. And basically we just check in with each other when somebody relapses or has a bad day, they check in for support. Um, we send each other tips. We send each other distraction ideas. We just send each other love and support and guidance. And it's a great free resource. And if you are struggling with any kind of substance abuse issue, whether that be pills or alcohol or social media obsession, I struggle with that. Hello, TV, like, uh, caffeine there's so many addictions right um if you're struggling with anything like that please reach out because i would love to have you as a part of that community so you know that you are not alone community is so important in recovery and it's something that i've been neglecting lately and that kind of showed up and that's part of why i slipped up and i'm super excited to be going back to a meeting tomorrow and just very elated to be back on such a beautiful track and i'm thankful for the ability to pick myself up after I fall down. And I want you to know that you have that same power within you. You really, really fucking do. But yeah, I want to thank you again for taking time to hear my story. And I hope that this message was able to help someone somewhere in some capacity. Um, if there's someone in your life that you think could benefit from this message, please feel free to send them the link. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a share to your story. That helps me get this message to more people because I think this is a really important message and I don't know I can't help but feel like what's going on in my life right now and like the hard times are here for me to learn lessons so I can relay them to you guys and just help you guys see that like we all go through the ups and downs and we're all the bad guys sometimes and we all make mistakes but we're all learning and we're all becoming more accountable. And every time we mess up and lose somebody or like lose an opportunity or step backwards or lose our sense of selves, it's an opportunity to grow. We can let it take us to the ground. We can let it bring us to our absolute knees. Or we can say, you know what? Put on the boxing gloves. My hands are up and I'm ready to fight because I'm going to tell you guys I'm ready to fight like hell. And I'm ready to stay on this beautiful path that I've created for myself because I have come so far in this last, in these last 365 days. I mean, 365 days ago, I couldn't leave bed. I was so addicted to pills. I could not leave bed for anything. I had to have food brought to me and I was going through detox and I barely knew who I was. And so for me to now be in the space that I'm in feeling this, just like this, this ability inside of me to hold space for others, to be there for others, to comfort others who are going through similar things. It's really a magical thing that I don't take for granted for one second. And I shouldn't say that because we're human. We're always taking things for granted, right? But <laughs> I never intentionally take this for granted. And I'm so thankful for wishing you wellness and for the community and for my girls in the Revive program and for the girls signing up for my retreat. And I just have so much love for you guys. If you or someone you love is struggling with addiction and you don't know where to turn, come straight to my direct messages, come straight to my email, and I will compile a list for you of resources, of rehab facilities in your area. I want to help you. I want to be your resource and I want to help other people just like realize that there is hope and we're going to change that statistic. And even if we don't, we are going to be that 15% we're going to get better and we're going to see the other side and we're going to live a life that we are not ashamed of, one that we are actually proud of. I love you guys so much and this is just your weekly reminder that you are so strong.
and you are so capable and you are so loved and you are so essential. Like this is the crisis worker in me talking, but you, whoever you are listening to this, hello, in your AirPods out loud in your car, you are essential. You are part of the universe's plan. You are needed. We need you here on earth. And so no matter how dark things get, no matter how bad and scary and hopeless things get, no matter how much you feel like you are angry at yourself or angry at the world, I want you to reach out for help. And I want you to know that there's always, always someone who is willing to hear you out, even if it doesn't feel like it. I love you guys so, so much. I'm sending extra love today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a listener. And I look forward to us speaking again. I probably won't record an episode for a couple days because my program Revive launches in two days and I'm super excited. I finished my one-on-one calls with the girls and now we just have a fabulous guest speaker, um, some guided meditation, an awesome lesson, lots of getting to know you games. And I'm just really excited to start this journey with these girls. And, you know, I think that they are going to help me just as much as I help them because having this purpose to help others and lead others helps me realize how important it is for me to fight like hell to stay on my path and to keep picking myself back up even if I fall down. I love you guys. This has been authentic and vulnerable and honestly trauma dumping. (laughs) This has been Wishing You Wellness.